Helping followers of Jesus grow their heart, their church, and their community. This is Multiplier, the podcast of disciples, for disciples, by disciples. Each episode, we have real-life conversations with folks who are in the discipleship process and multiplying the gospel influence of Jesus in those around them. Hey, Bailey, how are you? Good, how are you doing? Good. Welcome to Multiplier. Um, this is the podcast that we do uh, for disciples, um, by people discipling others, people that are being discipled. And um, I've known you a very long time. You knew me since I was born. I know. And that's that's scary because that makes me old, And uh, which is, you know, it's an okay thing. It's good to grow old. Yeah. At least it's better than the alternative. I true. Um, but, um, yeah, I've, I've been able to watch you grow um, through the years and, um, and watch you become the woman that you are. And I think, uh, what I want to do is just kind of talk a little bit about, um, your journey as somebody that's been discipled by other people. Mm -hmm. And then, um, a little bit about, you know, how you've kind of turned back around. Cause you spent a lot of time in, um, our gospel kids ministry and pouring back into to kids' lives now you're a teacher and pouring back into kids' lives. So tell me a little bit about when did when can you remember back when um, people started really kind of, you know, spending time um, helping develop you become a follower of Christ? Um, like, furthest back I remember is like in middle school when I was at Crosspoint Church and my aunt was my youth group leader. And so it became more of a... Yes, she was my small group leader, but she also knew everything going on in my life outside of church. So, so she would have me over and just we would have really long conversations just about everything under the sun. And she always pointed me back to 
Jesus and how great he was. So that was the start of it. And it slowly, gradually turned into people I work with, like your wife, Joanne, and Vicki Baker, and how they just pointed me back to Christ and like talked to me about stuff at work and stuff at home and just how they took an interest in what was going on with me. They didn't just push me off the side because I was a lot younger than them, which was special to me. Yeah, yeah. And I, I um, so at some point that shifted for you mm-hmm. to start putting your time and energy and kind of do the same what was done to you, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Actually, like my second Sunday at Redeemer, I went to someone and said, hey, you're any help in Sunday school, let me know. And they trusted me a lot more than I thought they would. And it just over time became me becoming in part one leaders in gospel kids. And I've been serving there for like nine years now. So it's been wow. really cool to watch that grow. And their trust for me is a ground beyond what I thought I was capable of. So their confidence helped me have more confidence in myself and my abilities and that. Is it so? Some listening to this would say, "Is it even possible to disciple, you know, um, young grade school age kids? I mean, they don't, you know, they're not grown ups yet. They don't, they don't really, they haven't really kind of come into their, you know, life at this point. So, um, what does that look like for you to disciple, you know, grade school age kids?" Um, it's more just like talking about Jesus constantly and listening to them because they. They point out stuff to me I never would have thought of before. So it's kind of a two-way street. They're discipling me while I disciple them. And it's just teaching them how to live their life the way that God would want to without, like, legalistic part of it. Just, like, teaching them how to love God because God loves them so incredibly. And the longer they hear that, the more they're going to believe it when they're older. And so, yeah, it's just, like, a lot of God loves you. And so here's what you can learn how it's how you know he loves you. And they get it. Yeah, and... I mean, you grew up in the church. Yes. And so um, born in the church, raised in the church, been around church your entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, but yet, I, th- I think if I remember correctly, there, several years back, there was kind of a gospel uh, opening in your mind that mm-hmm. um, began to take place. and You began to see Jesus differently. Mm-hmm. Can you talk about that a little bit? Um, right after high school, things were kind of depressing a little bit for me. Like, I was not the happiest person in the world. I was actually very reclusive and stuff like that. And slowly over time, through conversations with people and through reading the Word myself and coming to church here, I just learned that God loves me, and He wants to be with me, and He wants to talk to me. And this people He's placed in my life here really open that up to me. Like, He cares, He loves you, and you know what? You're accepted no matter what your failures are. And that was like a huge awakening to me. Like, I can fail and still be loved. And so, I mean, I'm still really learning about right now. Yeah, that's awesome. So that probably colors a little bit how you disciple Mm -hmm. young kids. So what does that look like when you think about that? So it's a lot of like, yes, you made this mistake, but guess what? It's okay because I still love you. And like, especially in the school, I can't really say Jesus loves you. But here it's like, it's okay you messed up because guess what? God's here, and he loves you anyway, and it's okay. Yeah. And so, it's, I mean, a failure is okay, and it's just to be expected, and God loves you despite that failure. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, what, is, what does discipleship look like for you? Is it, is it formal or informal for you? It's very informal. It's always been informal. Like, I've never seen an actual formal discipleship in person, so I don't know what that looks like. It's just... Watching people live their lives and having other people watch you live your lives and seeing something in you and see something in them that you want to mimic or are inspired by. So it's very much just friendship, I think, a lot of it, just conversations like this. And Yeah, and, you know, some people listening to us, Bailey, would say, 
you know, I'm afraid to jump into discipling somebody because I feel like I have to have some formal thing to, to go through. And you would say differently. Absolutely. I would say not, you don't need to be formal at all. Like I know people who are way ahead of me spiritually and I know people who are way below me spiritually. Like just follow, find where you are. And there are people older than you and there are people younger than you. It doesn't have to be a formal sit down and talk to people regularly kind of thing. Just learn from people, ask questions and do the same. Let other people do the same to you. Yeah, I, I mean, for me, I, you know, growing up, even with your dad, mm-hmm. um, and your dad actually, you know, led me to Christ, and um, and and our relationship, your dad and my relationship, has always been informal in that sense, and I and I was discipled in a, in a great way by him, um, just by the informal things that he did with me. Yet there was a time in my life, and I think time in anybody's life, where there's a need for formal. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a need for, hey, I'm going to go through this book or go through this yeah. study or whatever that's going to be. But I, I really agree with you on that informal side of things that we don't need to get caught up that I've got to have this plan in place, mm-hmm. right? One of the best things I'm doing right now for discipleship is like a friend from school and I get together to study. And we actually don't study, talk about our lives and our, our families and talk about Jesus most of the time. And that's what I love about it. It's like... It's totally there. We're there to do studying, but we don't actually study. We spend up encouraging other in Christ. And that's my favorite thing about discipleship. It could be just that informal and just that personable and fun. Mm-hmm. Do you ever feel like the when you're in a discipleship moment, like you're you're maybe working with a student um, and pouring into their lives and stuff, and you're getting ready to do something? Do you feel ever feel unprepared? Like I don't know what the heck I'm doing all the time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All the time. Like, I don't think I'll ever fully get to the point that I know what I'm doing. It always is a constant trusting God to show you what to do in the situation. Because I walk into situations, I have no idea what's going to meet when I get there. And that's the best part of it, I think. Yeah, there's a sense, right, where we, where we kind of um, have to listen to the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. What are you saying to us? And trying to understand and listen to that person that's talking or, or, or whatever. And it doesn't mean that we don't have maybe an idea where we're going to go, but... There's so many times that we, I'm like you, I would just, I have no idea what's coming next. Mm-hmm. That's a little bit of um, the fun of it though, isn't it? It's the best part in my opinion, because it's a way to see God stretch you while you're helping stretch others. Because I've first situations where I had literally nothing to prepare me for it. And yet people happening next to me that knew how to handle that, like, hey, how do you do this? And I'll go help them figure out how to do this. So it's very much a group effort always and reliance on God completely. Yeah, yeah. Um, so um, I guess one thing that I want to kind of um, talk through is, you know, you, you've you got a lot of stuff going on. I mean, you, are, as I've come to know you, you've, you've always been very active um, with activities, with work, um, you know, worked your way through school while working, and um, you put a lot packed into your daily schedule. Mm-hmm. So why is it that you take that kind of time then to disciple people? Because people just kind of disciple me, honestly. It's something that, like I said, it's never been a formal thing. It's always people who are next to me, people who are with me at work, people who are with me at school, people with me when I'm serving. It's always been just the ones that are already surrounded me. And so why... So it actually was not that hard to do because they were already a part of my life every day. And so it made it really easy to make them a part of my priorities because they were already there. Yeah. You remember, I mean, last Sunday we talked um, here, Redeemer, just the tragedy, you know, that took place in Texas. Mm-hmm. And um, 
and we're, you know, if you're listening to this now, um, it'd be because, you know, we're just now coming off of the, the uh, police that were um, killed and shot by a gunman. Um, very, um, very tragic. Um, the amount of men that lost their lives there. And yet, as Americans, we run in fear of that. And we run in fear um, that, man, there's no control here. There's no ability to change people um, in this big world that we live in. And so some of us tend to run in fear on that. But um, Jesus comes and says, I've overcome the world. And then he gives us a command to go and make disciples out of that. Um, How does that strike you when you think about those two things that Jesus said, I've overcome the world and go and make disciples? How does that for you color your thinking when you think about a tragedy like, you know, the uh, police that were killed in Texas? Well, hey, we're going to just take a brief pause right now on that interview with Bailey Hobbs. We'll hear her response in just a little bit on how she would respond to the recent shootings there in Dallas of those police officers who lost their lives. But until then, uh, take a listen as to a new event coming up at Redeemer. Such a bummer that summer is almost over. Back to school is almost here. But hey, uh, good thing is we've got a youth camp coming up for junior high and high school students and uh, at Re- uh, for Redeemer. It's going to be at Jeunesse Park, August 19th through the 21st. Sign-up's going on right now, 185 bucks a person through August 4th, and then the price goes up from there. That's how that works. And uh, you can head over to the website, RedeemerModesto.com, where you can find a way to sign up and uh, get those medical release forms turned in. So get over there, sign up your student, or uh, if you can uh, be able to sponsor a student, that would be fantastic as well. And let's get back to our interview with Bailey Hobbs. It always brings me back to how much the world needs Jesus, frankly. And it's terrifying to think of putting yourself out there to disciple people in that situation. Like, it scares me to even think about going to Texas right now to try to disciple people. But the fact that that's what God calls us to do again and again in the Bible, like, remind people of how great he is, remind people how much he loves them. And it's just a reminder that we need Jesus more than we realize we do every day. Like it's a constant need that we need to make efforts to let others know how much they need Jesus. And hopefully they'll shift things for the better with God only. Cause I don't think we can do it by ourselves, honestly. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, you know, when I was thinking about this the other day, I was thinking about how, um, we've been watching so many crazy events unfold in our country and even nation nationwide. And also just, you know, internationally, and I just keep coming back to that there is no, there is no hope in the sense that we're going to elect the right person into office, that this thing's going to turn around because of that. Um, and really it is a matter of us influencing people with Jesus and discipling, right. And calling and going out and doing what God told us to do. And I think that's, um, that's super important. Um, you spend a lot of time these days at get, at get fit and in, in the gym and spending time there. Um, any relationships started there that, you know, you begin to kind of pour into or they're pouring into you? Um, my 4 a.m. crew is like my best friends, a lot of them right now, because I'm with them every morning and they see me on good. They see me on bad days and I see them in the same. 
And there's one trainer there that she's a Bible teacher by trade. And she definitely is one to constantly remind me that that time with God's important. Like, yes, this is important, but your time with God is almost more important. Just the way she conducts herself and the way that she's mentored me. And like, I'm hoping that I can shine as much as she shines in me to other people. But yeah, like being with those people has been encouraging and hopefully I can encourage them in the same way. Yeah. So what I'm encouraged by that is this, that discipleship doesn't have to take place, you know, in these four walls. I mean, right now, as we're recording this, we're in downtown Modesto at Redeemer's building. And, um, that's not the only place that discipleship takes place, right? It, it can take place in a coffee shop. It can take place in your gym, you know, with your 4 a.m. crew. It could take place, you know, with your, some of your workmates or, um, uh, some of your neighbors and that kind of thing. So, uh, yeah, I, I love your mindset of just, hey, Jesus is coming with me everywhere, and um, and so I can find opportunity there too, mm-hmm. you know, of people pouring into me and, and me pouring into other people. You know, maybe you'll at some point turn around and, and give back into the community, yeah. you know, and get fit. So Maybe someday. We'll see. I don't know about that right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, this is awesome. I, you know, I, I really was looking forward to, to just kind of spending time in this way because, um, you know, you're very close to, to our family and, uh, you've really, um, cared for our boys and, uh, and, uh, love hanging out with our families together and, uh, love talking about, um, just your journey and, uh, what Jesus has done, you know, in you and through you, everybody that I know who knows you, Bailey, um, knows you to be a woman of um, hard work, of um, absolute over-the-top care for people. And um, nobody ever has ever once said, yeah, that Bailey, she just gives half effort, you know. And, and I love that about you. I love the, um, the heart you have for Jesus. I love your tenderness to Jesus. Um, I love your can-do spirit that you have. And... Um, I can't wait to see what God's going to continue to do through you. So, uh, thanks. Funny thing, I actually told my dad that if anyone other than you asked me to do this, I'll tell them no. <laughs> I said, Bill's family. I can handle this with Bill. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, that's well, that's true. You know, because um, yeah, it would be kind of awkward and weird, I guess, if we, if we didn't have that kind yes. of relationship. But um, yeah, awesome. Thank you so much for being on Multiplier and. Um, Man, I, I, again, I'm looking forward to seeing what God does for you. Thanks for having me. It's been fun. If you're wanting to take your next step in discipleship, we would love to help you. Hey, head on over to RedeemerModesto.com and follow the links to Discipleship Overview or follow the links in the show notes. Let us help you get going. It's real simple. Pray and ask God to bring to mind who can disciple you and who you can disciple. Then speak to those people and use the tool online as a beginning place. We hope to talk to you real soon.